Today we talk about some famous Florida tourist traps and where you should go instead. From Tampa, Florida, this is Sunshine State of Mind. Hello and welcome to Sunshine State of Mind, the podcast where we talk about everything fun under the Florida sun. Whether that's the theme parks and local attractions, beaches and hidden gems, events, reviews, reports, and rankings to help you get the most of your time in Florida. Whether you're on vacation or a permanent tourist like us, our website is sunshinestatepodcast.com, our Twitter handle is at Florida Podcast, and you can email us at sunshinestatepodcast at gmail.com. I'm Andy. And I am Shannon. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Sunshine State of Mind, or maybe this week it's been... What's the opposite of sunshine? Rain shine, rainstorm, constant. Yeah, it's been five very, very days rainy. of rain. Yeah, I, we've been under some weird system, and it's been raining almost continuously. From... Didn't you send me like some kind of text that said that the tropical storm was on its way too? Well, in, in the non-hurricane season. Yeah, there was. There's been some. There's been some models that show a, a tropical storm, tropical depression, some kind of thing that might form this week but it looks like it's crazy that yeah it's not even hurricane Ju- start, season doesn't start till june it's not even june one and there's already stuff brewing but i actually just looked at it right before this this um show because i become kind of a hurricane geek and i i'm always on those kind sites and it, big time and it looked like it might not happen or, or the the chances of it were kind of fizzling out a little bit so that's good we do have a beach weekend planned so we will hope that um that beach weekend still goes off like we planned yep i mean it's not in florida we're going to georgia (laughs) (laughs) which is ironic yes we were were invited by some family who live up there to come hang out in st simon's island which is very close to the florida border right it'll give us a chance to kind of go up there and maybe drive through jacksonville and some parts up in that corner of the state that we don't get to see too often so yeah there's some supposedly some florida state parks up in that area that we haven't been to that are crazy cool so hopefully we'll have that to talk about next week yep we'll come up there and we'll talk about that well next week we'll be there so we can either talk maybe we can do the show from there and then that'd be cool up. yeah so uh, ironic to do a florida florida theme po- from, from georgia podcast from georgia what are we talking about we're doing whatever. this from iowa every week so. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> from a bunker in well, iowa. don't don't you there's some other podcasts that you listen to that they're they aren't they talk about vegas the whole time but they're not from vegas yeah well that's fine i mean i actually yeah. think that's cool if you're doing a not show very many people live in vegas. from a place and you don't live there you can you give it you're you don't get that insider sometimes if you're an insider i feel like you're a little too close to things yeah and you don't do everything because it's around you but if you are from a different place and you're doing a podcast about a place you don't live that that you visit a lot then you might have that outsider perspective and every time you go it's special but but we do live here and so we we try to uh so it's not special do as much as we can it's well that's the fun thing where we live in tampa we're about an hour and a half from orlando disney so when we go over there it does kind of feel like we're on a little weekend getaway even though it takes an hour to get there we don't live in it so yeah that's true but i mean it's 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 easy to take advantage because we live in a place where everybody else you know plans as their destination Comes to vacation so yeah which we... speaking of that i have um an article actually that i thought that i would share with you and um have you ever heard of wallet hub wallet hub um me neither I, do they do like <laughs> coupons and stuff like that like coup- online coupon codes or is that somebody else i've heard of them i've heard of the site yeah so they have a um a list that they apparently do every year best places to visit in summer and this this year is 2018 um they their list is 
is scored. So it's a okay. scoring system based on travel costs and hassles, local costs, attractions, weather, activities, and safety. Okay. Which and I've, this I've is the whole country. Uh, whole country. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So um, number one is uh, this is the whole country. Number one is Washington D.C. Okay. Um, and that's actually where I wanted to go this summer, but but you vetoed it. Yeah. And we're doing something else that sounds even more awesome. So maybe we'll tell you about that. But um, number two is Orlando Kissimmee. Can, can I tell you why I vetoed it? Why it, did you veto it? Our kids are not old enough yet for DC. I don't think they're going to enjoy it as much. I went to DC uh, when I was twelve. Yeah, and they're not even twelve yet. Yeah, I, but they're our oldest is almost twelve. Yeah. Anyway, it, we'll I feel like see. we'll be dragging them around, and they'll be like, Ugh, "Let's go back to we'll the see, hotel." That's where I disagree because I, I, I'm, I feel like we're very blessed. We have kids that are no matter where they are, they have fun. They're ready to do whatever we want to do. They're just happy to be with us because they, they, they still like us for some reason. So, um, so I think that we're very fortunate. They like us because we take them to fun places. So they like us because we're <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so um, maybe I'm maybe I'm delusional. Uh, so number two is Orlando Kissimmee. Orlando Kissimmee's number two. Yeah. Okay. And um, of the whole country for the summer. Whole country. Okay. There's actually two different Florida cities on this list. Um, we made we made it twice. So what do they say about Orlando that makes it the number two best summer city? Summer is hot. It is. It is. Um, but it's the off season too for kids and people take the summer vacation and it's like the number one place to go. Well, and it's, it's interesting because they don't really, it's not really, it's an article, but it's more like they have like an introductory article and then they go into their, um, their best places, you know? So it, it's all based on this ranking system. And um, it says in total, we analyzed a hundred of the largest metro areas across 40 key indicators. Our data set ranges, it's very analytical, analytical. Um, our data set ranges from cost of the cheapest flight to the number of attractions to the weather. Um, so, so this is just a scoring system. Well, it's a major airport, a lot of flights going in. So it's probably, yeah. Orlando's probably a pretty cheap place to fly to. And there's a ton of hotels. I know some of the, the Disney and Universal hotels are more expensive, but if you're staying off property, yeah, there's a lot of competition. So it's always, you can always get a deal. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so number two was Orlando Kissimmee. Um, number 13, I don't know if you've ever heard of the city. It's Tampa, St. Petersburg. So they got Tampa, St. Peter's number 13 best cities to visit Slash for the summer. Water. All right. Yeah. yeah so but they don't say specifically cool. why, like what attractions why, or just but, I mean, things to do. You can see that, you know, the, the rankings are, you know, they're based on travel costs. They're based on, um, attractions and weather. St. Pete is the sunshine city, you know, um, Florida is the sunshine state. So I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, I don't see a lot of duplicates on here. I don't see a lot of, um, states. I mean, California's on here a couple times, but, um, Jacksonville's on here actually and number 32. It's a, it's a ranking, um, up, up to a hundred, but we're, we've got two cities in the top 20. So nice. that's kind of cool. Nice. Yeah. So we, we do live in a destination place. That's easy to take advantage of. I always tell people that when we come, go down to like some of the, the beaches, we're hanging out like some beach bar overlooking the water and yeah. there's a sunset and there's boats going by and you look around and you're like, you live here. You live where people come on vacation. So exactly. I love that. I love that. So didn't you have an article too? Yeah, I was reading. So this is kind of funny. This is new. So breaking, this is for about 40 years of tradition. Now the Magic Kingdom has been the only Disney park that does not serve alcohol. Did you know that? Um, so... 
Yeah, I, I guess I knew that. I never really think about it much because I'm, I don't, I'm not a beer drinker like you are, so. Well, I guess a couple years ago they started to do this. A connoisseur, so to speak. A connoisseur, that's what, yeah. Well, we are a good city for that too. But <laughs> um, I guess a few years ago, I didn't realize this, that only in 2012 when Be Our Guest opened at Magic Kingdom, they actually did start serving beer and wine. So that was the one place okay. they did it. But I guess they kind of did it quietly. They didn't really make a big hub about it. But just now they announced every full service restaurant at the Magic Kingdom is going to have beer and wine now. So they've always kind of tried mm. to avoid that. Be the park that doesn't have alcohol. Epcot was always like the party park. That's the place you go. You do drinks around the world. And you yeah, yeah, yeah. now Magic Kingdom is introducing beer and wine only at like the sit down restaurants, not walk up and grab a beer and walk around the park with it. Okay. So, and maybe that's why I never really noticed it because I know you can get alcohol at Epcot. Yeah. So I just, I don't know. I just never really realized that you couldn't get it at Magic Kingdom. Could you get it at Hollywood Studios? All of them. Yeah, all of them. Epcot being the number, the most obvious so one. So Magic people Kingdom go was the there only to get one that you couldn't previously. Yep. Yeah, they try to keep it like as pristine friendly friendly kid just kid friendly, friendly as possible yeah. huh. and just recently they decided to start serving beer there so so you're a happy camper now well i mean what is it going to be like 11 bucks for a bud light probably <laughs> you know probably. so i can't see myself taking advantage of it too much but we'll see well I mean, and it's only in the sit-down restaurants it's only right? the sit-down restaurants so yeah. it's not like we go to the, the yeah. sit-down restaurants yeah. a whole lot not we really usually, you know bring our peanut butter and jelly or so. we grab a one of the little fast food places yeah. and just keep on moving so. right but if you're, but maybe it'll make it more tolerable for some folks who just had to deal with that hour and a half wait, and yeah, now they want to sit down and have a cold one. Well, that's cool, I guess, for those of you that are thinking, finally, finally, <laughs> make it more tolerable. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> more tolerable. Oh my God, well, <laughs> it's the happiest place on earth. <laughs> is it though? Is it really? I think so. Oh, so we found this article here that uh, it's kind of been, it's not that new of an article. It's been going around for about a year. I found the same article on a few different places. So I don't know who to attribute it to originally. I've seen it like on this site here called Insider, but I think I've also seen it like on Pinterest, which isn't really an article site, but I found links to it there. Yeah, and some other I places. saw it somewhere else too, a different website. Um, I don't, it's hard to know who to originally. Yeah, get. someone posted it and then probably four different people stole it and put their own name on it. But the content was kind of interesting. It was all the same and it was called, everybody had the same, the same language basically. It was called the 11 worst tourist traps in Florida and where to go instead. Right. So first thing I want to say is I kind of take issue with the word tourist trap here because a few of these places I don't think qualify as a tourist trap. Okay. They might not be, I mean, as well known as something else, or maybe they are kind of sucking people in who would rather maybe should go somewhere else. But the word tourist trap. Well, we've had this conversation yeah, before. It's, and it's everybody, a loaded term. Everybody has a different definition of what the term tourist trap is. A lot of people think, I mean, this article even specifically refers to several Disney parks as tourist traps. Yes, I don't so, agree with that. So, I mean... Yeah, I, if if you're if a tourist trap to you is a place where a lot of tourists go, then yeah, okay, that's a the Disney's a tourist trap. But yeah. but I I mean I kind of think of a tourist trap as like you know the biggest ball of twine or whatever or something like that or or even just you know something that doesn't like we've talked about before doesn't deliver on what it promised. You go for one thing, you end up spending a bunch of money, and you're like, what did I do that for? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, anyway, but but I think that a lot of these are very very high trafficked tourist destinations for sure um and so it's kind of interesting some of the the alternatives that they give well the here. alternatives i think they definitely push you towards places that might be really crowded might 
everybody knows about and then hey here's a place that not everybody knows about that you might like instead so, right 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 yeah and i don't disagree with a lot of these but we'll see so yeah um you want to go first what, there's, okay in full disclosure there's a few places on this list that we've never been to either one either the one yeah. that they're recommending or telling you to and go you to instead so we'll to skip those insider the it's called it's this is insider.com um it's tourist traps um, what's the name of the article? Just so you can Google it if you want to. Well, I'll stick we'll it in the show notes. It. Yeah, so, it's yeah. called 11 Worst Tourist Traps in Florida, Florida and Where to Go Instead. Where There's a few instead. places on here that are kind of like clubby in Miami. Like, don't go to this club. Instead, go to that club. Well, well, well that's not us. So we just, we're not going to. I can't speak scene. to it. Yeah, that's not so. our scene, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so I'll start. So um, the first one is instead of dropping mega bucks on a trip to Disney's Blizzard Beach, go to one of Florida's mini cold springs and float down a natural lazy river. Yep. I would agree with, I love Blizzard Beach. I love all the water parks. But de this is definitely something that would be cool to do, especially if you're from out of state, you've never really seen one of these clear springs that we have. Yep. There's actually one called Blue Spring. It's not far from Orlando. It's a really good spot for manatees in the in the winter. Mm -hmm. I don't think you can swim there when the manatees are there. They might have it closed off, but Blue Spring near Orlando, awesome place for this. You can get in a tube and float down the river. Yeah. Up north near, a little north of Gainesville, you've got Ginny Springs, mm -hmm. you've got uh, Rainbow River, which is kind of over by yeah, there's the a ton West of, Coast. There's a ton of different, there's Crystal Crystal River, which is a spring. Um, Wikiwachi. Wikiwachi. There's a ton of springs throughout Florida. In fact, um, the state of Florida has a like a whole My Springs promotion going on, trying to get the word out about how many amazing springs we have in the in the Florida um you know, topography of, of Devil's our Den, land. we so, just talked about. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, it's, we're very, very fortunate and it's all crystal clear. It's, um, cold. You yeah. Know? It's, it's going to be, it's going to be cold. It'll be nice to go in the summer when it's super, super hot. Cause these are 72, 74 year round and 72 degree water. That sounds it's like colder than anything yeah. it is. <laughs> That's like nice air temperature, but water is cold. Well, and I, I, I mean, we're kind of, kind of, you know, Soft, I, can't, I, I can't handle cold water. Um, it, you know, a lot of people up north, they swim in cold water all the time, you know, because water up north a lot of times is just cold all the time. But um, so to you guys, if you're coming down from north, it might be amazing. But it's a little chilly for us. But once you get in, you get used to it, you're okay. I think we can watch would be a good place to go here because you've got like a water park there and the spring and mm -hmm. you can take the river. You can cruise down the river in a kayak or on Absolutely. a tube. You can see the mermaid show. They've That's kind of a, a cool place to do. They've got a boat ride too. You get all of this. And then, and the water at these places, it is blue it's crystal clear blue like Absolutely. it's something you it's like swimming pool right it's like swimming pool water yeah. so Ginny Springs is a good one yeah Ginny Springs is one of my favorites love all, right, all these places you, you want to go to number two it's kind of similar very similar actually yeah instead of going to one water park or another instead of visiting Discovery Cove go swim with the manatees now Discovery Cove is SeaWorld's third park they have SeaWorld the main park they've got their other water park called Aquatica and now Discovery Cove is like their really premium upscale and expensive park tickets for 30 minutes of a dolphin interaction at this park cost between 229 dollars and 379 dollars depending, depending on, the day on the day and whether you're an adult or a child i wonder if that's the price i know it's expensive to go here uh, yeah. but is, i wonder if that's the price per just the dolphin encounter in this article or if that's to go for the whole day because i know it's not a cheap says, place. It says tickets for 30, minute of, 30 minutes of a dolphin interaction. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Because so, you go there and I guess it's sort of like if you've ever been on a cruise where they have a private island and you get to go and hang out for the day. It's I guess it's similar to that where there's 
steel drum bands playing and you can have all the food and drinks you want and you can go out snorkeling cool. but you're snorkeling in like a pool a fake lagoon yeah right, there's right, there's right, real right. fish in there and there's real stingrays and the, but it's not it's, but blizzard beach has that too right they or used that... to they took that they recently closed that actually okay. blizzard beach had the shark tank there called shark reef where you could put on fins and a mask and a little life preserver and float around in the water and they recently closed that so i was actually really bummed to hear they closed that i was like that I always thought that was really fun. But the last time we were there... It was cold, though. It was cold. But it's <laughs> it's weird. Like, when it's really hot, when it's 100 degrees, 98 degrees, the cold water, it, it's cold for, like, the first couple seconds, then you're fine with it. But I feel like cold water is okay if you're active in it. If you're moving around in yeah, it, and you're kind of just distracted by other stuff. That's true. But um, manatees. It says here, take a manatee tour up on the Crystal River. And you can do this. There's a lot of places. This is only a wintertime thing. The manatees only really come there in the winter when the water is warmer there than it is everywhere yeah, else because it's the... 72 degrees all yep. year round so when the when the bay or um other rivers or whatever drop below that because of the cool weather in the winter time those springs are still 72 to 74 degrees so they hang out there yeah so and you um, can get in a little pontoon boat and go out and jump and in we've water done with this them. we've we, done this we have gone, it was great i want to do it again yeah we have gone swimming with the manatees it was at crystal river it right? was at, it was right near crystal river yeah it was called king's bay i want to say but it's in that same general that's area. in crystal river yep. that's in the area yep. um and it was unbelievable i can't i can't say enough about it i mean you're swimming with basically animals that are the size of I mean, they're not the size of elephants, but they feel like it's they like a are. walrus. Yeah, they feel like they're 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 just ginormous when you're up next to them, and they're very. I mean, I've I've told this. Andy's heard the story like a million times, but um, you're swimming with them. They're very agile in the water. A lot and, more agile than you think. They look yeah. like this big fat sausage in the water, but then when you get up to them, they well, can move. Yeah, and they are like just like dopey dope. They're going where they want to go, and it doesn't matter if there's a little old human in the way or not. They just are going to push you right out of the way, which is what happened to me. Like I'm swimming, this manatee's coming at me. I'm like quickly trying to backpedal, you know, trying to get out of and his he's way. He's just nudging you he's right with his like, nose. I yeah, totally remember that. Yeah, yeah, pushing me out of the way and um, not in a, but I mean, they're so gentle. It didn't hurt me at yeah, all, they, obviously. He's just like, you know, excuse me. And he pushes right through. <laughs> it is weird to first get in because it's like, you know, they're gentle. You know, they're the most gentle thing that huge. there is, but they're huge. And it's kind of weird. Like I'm going to jump in the water with this huge animal. And then you see the, and the first second, I wouldn't say you're nervous because there's nothing to be nervous oh, about. Oh, no, no, no. I was nervous. You were nervous? Oh, yeah. I wasn't nervous, but it was kind of like, this is going to be kind of weird. And then you get in there and this is huge bunch of these huge yeah. things in the water with you, but they're totally chill. I was definitely chill. nervous. They told us you're big. Yeah, they are big and they're kind of rough they say you're not supposed to touch manatees go near you're not allowed to do anything if you see one in the wild you're not supposed to splash them touch them go no, anywhere near nothing. them but, but if he, they come to you here only here you're allowed to touch them if yeah. they if they, inter they say, initiate you know, the, in yep. the interaction and they do they roll over on their belly they let you roll over yep. their back they let you touch their belly so mm -hmm. it's fun. it says here it costs about 100 bucks a person for I don't private being that much i don't think it was that much money and i think it was about 50. i think you can get groupons too yeah <clears throat> so i mean there's a lot of deals out there yeah I, yeah, I think that, that it was probably cheaper than that. But but if we, it, you know what, we'll do a search after this is over, um, after we finish this podcast. And if we see any Groupons or anything like that, we'll, we'll, we'll link, link to them. those. Yeah, too. We'll, we'll link them. So the next one uh, is a good one, too. Um, instead of visiting an alligator farm, head to the Everglades. Now, in the picture, 
of the of this um, the the alligator farm that they're they're showing is Gatorland. It is. It's very is obviously. that Gator? No, I think that's the St. Pete alligator or not St. Pete, St. Augustine alligator farm. Is it? It might. They're kind of hard to say. I'm only guessing this. Only saying this because of that word farm that's in red has that font. Oh. I recognize that as being the St. Augustine alligator farm. Well, and now that you say that, like the because it the the part where they're the guys like leaning over to the gators looks just like the um the one at Gatorland. The Gator Jumperoo show that they yeah. do? Yeah. But if you look behind it though, there's actually sand and like a hill behind him and that would actually be like a pier with people on it. Yeah, it could be it might be Gatorland, but there's a few places like this. There's Gatorland, there's the St. Augustine yeah. alligator farm. There's probably a few more places that I can't recall right now, but there... and, and I have to say that yes, they are tourist traps. But if you want to see gators, that's a great place to go too. You yeah. know, I mean, you're. Ne I mean, yes, you're going to see alligators in the Everglades, but you're not going to see them in the volume that you will see them at Gatorland or one of those gator farms. I, I actually like Gatorland a lot. I think it's a fun place to go. It's definitely, it might fall into that tourist trap category because it's not like I think my definition definition of a tourist trap is like not. The place it could be the place you go and you expect more, but it, to me it's like the place that sets up shop next to the bigger place and kind of tries to siphon people Takes off. Advantage. Yeah, so there's all that stuff that's going on in Orlando, and so hey, Gatorland. We'll pop this up here and try to suck some people over here. Yeah. But I think Gatorland is actually a lot of fun. It's fun. I do. It, too. It's, you, it's way better park than you think. It I, is. Yeah, I know. It's actually it is better. It's but you got to go. You kind of kind of leave all pretension aside and you have to yeah, go yeah, yeah. there and just don't know it's going to be hokey. Yeah, don't go there expecting the Magic Kingdom. Right. And know it's going to be a little cheesy, a little it's got a little bit of a a little bit of a redneck vibe. A little bit of a redneck vibe. I was trying to have a more polite term. Well, I come from a long line of yeah. rednecks. So, I'm so allowed you're allowed. To say it. You're allowed. It's got a bit of a redneck vibe, but that's part of the fun. You know, you go there and they've got yeah, they've got these different gator shows. The gators aren't doing like tricks or anything like that, but they jump out of the water when they give them chicken. They have they don't do the old school wrestling show where they like abuse the alligator, but they will no, do but like they, education shows. Yeah. And they do do the whole like putting the alligator on, you know, guy gets on the, one of the alligator's backs and, and he holds it up holds by, it up chin, by yeah. his chin and stuff like that. But, um, and I think you could actually, this is tourist trappy. Um, they actually like have you, like you can have a, your kids sit on the back of the Oh yeah. Yeah. They, put, they duct tape around its mouth yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So, um, and they have so a, anyway. they have crocodiles here. Do you remember we went and we saw the saltwater crocodile? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, that yeah. That was incredible. This dude comes out with a chicken and he holds that it was, out. It was and, and he was like, I'm really scared right now. Yeah, guys, just so y'all know. The crocodile. It was the closest thing to seeing a dinosaur in real life. Yeah, it was creepy. But, but you know what? I have to give Gatorland a couple of a little bit of props here because you know there there was recently um, an alligator attack in a. Um, in a, a little swimming area that was in a lake. It was in a lake in a swimming area. A little girl was sitting in a lake in a, in the swimming area. It's all roped off. But, I think I remember this, but it's, yeah. It's roped off, but there's it's not like there's... The rope doesn't go all the way down to the ground or anything like that. It's just like a rope on the top of the water. An alligator can easily swim underneath it, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one did, and um, he, came, he came up and attacked this girl, and he bit her leg. And it was a young girl, and she... Um, she she had been to to Gatorland, and they and had learned during one of the educational shows that alligators they have lots of layers of protection over their eyes, so it doesn't um, if you poke their eyes it doesn't bother them because they have so many like layers of protection, so it doesn't that's not gonna they're probably eat, it's eating gonna, things that fight back fight back so, so they, they have, have yeah. that protection over their eyes, but their noses are very sensitive, um, and. 
she stuck her fingers up that alligator's nose and got him to let go and of her. And that's how it let go? And it let go of her. I remember this story, and she, yeah. And she was, she's okay. And she learned that at Gatorland? Yeah. Gatorland, so saving lives. That's right. I mean, I think that's awesome. I think that's so great. Um, I told I told our kids that afterward. I was like, guys, you have to learn this. So that's <laughs> Not your, that they're that's, swimming in a lot of lakes. That's the tip of but... the show. A shark, they always say go for the nose or the gills. Yeah. Or alligator, go, go for, for the, the nose. nose. There yeah. you go. So anyway, there you go. It's an educational, but but if you want to go to the Everglades, it's also it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a national park. It's amazing too. So we we need to go back to Gatorland and do like a show just about Gatorland and yeah, review it again. It's, it's a great it, place. It's a fun little place. But I was gonna say they say go to the Everglades. Everglades is kind of far. Like it if is. you're in it's Orlando, you're not gonna go to the Everglades. But there's Miyaka River State Park, which is well, that's in Sarasota. That's no, kind of far too. There's if you're Payne's in Orlando, Prairie. if you're in Orlando and you want to see gators, go to Gatorland. Either go to Gatorland or you can go to um, Lake Jessup, Lake which Jessup, we talked yeah. about on our um, top ten places Floridians don't want you to know about. It's considered the most alligator-infested lake in Florida. And we, when I hate we the word went infested. There, I know we talked about that, but when we went there. Um, you know, we walked right out to the lake and immediately saw gators. I mean, immediately. A bunch of them, yeah. So, um, so I mean, you can definitely, if you want to see gators in the wild, that's another option if you're in Orlando. If you're in Orlando, if you're in Florida and you want to see a gator in the wild, just go to any retention pond and look around. <laughs> yeah, There's so true. many of that's them. That's true. Um, all right. So what, what's next? Next on the list here, I'm going to move, I'm going to skip a couple here that we're not really too familiar with because they're like clubbing in Miami. All right, this one is near and dear to us. Instead of searching, we've done both of these. Instead of searching for seashells in Sanibel Island, go to Venice Beach for shark teeth. Yeah. And shark, Venice Beach does have a lot of great shark teeth. Um, we talked again in our top 10 things Floridians don't want you to know about, about Casperson Beach. Which is part of Venice Beach. Which is one of Venice's yep. beaches, yes. Um, so you could go to Casperson, you could go to Venice, but all you have to do is swing by probably any local, um, you know, tourist trappy kind of store there was a store that you could, you could like rent that. those sifters at from. casperson there yep. is but i'm sure in venice there's tons of places like this too you just go go rent a sifter and um you can get you know i would say probably if on a on a good day you could easily get dozens of yeah when we went out there we got a few dozen they, it took a while to find the first one because you had to you had to figure out what you're figure doing. out what you're doing and learn what you're looking yeah. for after we got going, we were finding quite a bit, which is amazing how many there are down there. But I got to say, though, it says it says that searching for seashells at Sanibel is a tourist trap. That's one of the ones I kind of disagree with. I don't think either one of these is a tourist no, trap. No, I agree. And, I disagree. And, and I don't yeah, think, I disagree with that I think too. these are on par with each other. I think, I, and I think you should do both. They do both. And they're they're kind of not far from each other. They're about an hour from each other, hour or two hours from each other. Sanibel is sort of down by Fort Myers. Venice is just south of Sarasota. So yep. I wouldn't don't think you can do both Depending the same Depending on where day. you are. Yeah. You know, and what's closer. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think that you should do both because they're both well worth they're it. Well, Sanibel is just world famous for seashells. So if that's your thing, do shells. If you're in the yeah. area, do shells. If you are in Venice and you want to do shark's teeth. Now, I know the both the beaches, the there. I don't know if one is a nicer beach than the other. They're both fairly shelly. Like you walk on it. Neither of these are going to have that fine powder sand. They're both pretty shelly. Yeah, if you want to walk on some some basically sand that feels like flour, um, like baking flour, um, then you need to go to Siesta Key. And that's really close to Venice Beach. That's just about 40 minutes away. It's amazing how different beaches can be just a couple miles away. Yeah, that's crazy away. to me. Like you walk on one beach and then you go head down the way a little bit and it's a whole different yeah. texture. It's crazy. It's awesome. I'm not a geologist. Got to figure out what that's all about. <laughs> Um, okay, so moving right along. Instead of spending the day at South Beach, go to Miami Beach. 
Now, I have been to these beaches. Now, according to this, it says South Beach is terrible. There are hundred pe- hundreds of people lining the shore, um, and the beach is littered with empty beer bottles, red Solo cups, and cigarette butts. Uh, so it's been a long time since I've been to South Beach. Um, and it's been a while since I've been to Miami Beach as well. But I can tell you that, and I've never been here, but I was just talking with someone who has been here, and they could not rave about it enough. Uh, Bill Bagg's Cape Florida State Park, which is down in Miami-Dade. It's in, yep, it's in that same county. Um, and it says it uh, occupies approximately the southern third of the island of Key Biscayne. And it has a beautiful lighthouse. And it's just an amazing state park. The lighthouse there is so cool. It's got such a classic, like, old school, almost just such a neat looking old lighthouse. It has, like, this it, classic... Yeah pirate look to it i don't know how else to describe it yeah and if you i mean if you go to their their website floridastateparks.org um it's um it's bill Bax cape and it, it has amazing pictures like the water just looks really clear amazing sunsets um the awesome lighthouse oh look oh my gosh that's so funny they have a picture of like a pier and um, with a boat, like, kind of, su- like, tied up to the pier. And the boat says it's Lady Shannon. Oh, that's funny. That's the name <laughs> of the ship. That's the name of the boat. I like it. Send me that link. I'll put that on the thing. <laughs> that's funny. On the show notes. That's so anyway, funny. That's what I would recommend, honestly. If you're going to be down that way and you want a quiet experience. Now, if you want the South Beach experience, then go to South Beach. But if you're looking for a more quiet um peaceful experience then i would recommend you know this state park when we were down there and this is another thing i mean hey i don't have a problem with it but if you got kids i know part of these some of these beaches have in the miami like miami south beach and miami beach have the i'm going to use air quotes here the european style sunbathing if you know what i'm talking about so sure you might want to it hey that might be a draw or a way to a reason to leave if you've got no little ones with you (laughs) so um according to this it says the lighthouse tower is open monday Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday from 10 to 11 and 1 to 2. So it's not always open um, to if you want to go up in the in the lighthouse, but there are tours available. So, um, so yeah, so, you know, plan accordingly. Cool. What else you got? Next one here. Before taking your kids for a day at the Orange Groves, consider taking advantage of Florida's strawberry season. So now I never really... Th- seen too many places i've I've heard of like blueberry picking and strawberry picking around here where you can go out to a grove and fill yeah. up a place and you I, pass strawberry fields all the time in florida yeah especially it, in people, the plant city I mean, area florida is known for its orange groves but really it's strawberries that are you see more often than anything and I then think. you don't even know it you don't even know what they are like yeah. these low bushes but i don't even know if there's too many places around here where you can go strawberry picking are there like i know up strawberry north, no, i'm sorry no orange picking oh like where you're allowed to go out into the grove with a bushel and fill it up with oranges you never hear about that because it's a commercial process yeah like i've been to places when i was a kid we'd go apple picking but never and i always thought this would be something to do but this article is saying go don't go orange picking go strawberry picking but i didn't know there was orange picking which is you'd think there would be that would be a thing because there's a lot of oranges but yeah no I, i i agree i don't you don't hear about that you don't really see that a lot um you can do tours of like orange factories orange juice factories but um but, and they have I, like a visitor center and stuff like that over in um, Lake Wales. Yeah. But, but I mean, going for, a, you know, strawberry picking or blueberry picking, that's something that, you know, we have never done, but our neighbors do that they a do lot. They do all the time. They actually. do blueberry picking, yeah. Yeah. And um, 
I once went orange picking. They love it. Un unofficially, I was out hiking at some park somewhere and I saw a wild orange tree. Oh yeah, you've so told I me this. So I picked an orange off the wild orange tree and I said, well, it'll never be fresher than now. And I like peeled a little bit and bit into it. And ugh. Don't ever do that. It was the most bitter, <laughs> disgusting thing. They must pour a ton of sugar into that before they make juice out of those. I mean, I know that they do. Well, they or, do. Or it's a different kind of orange. I also don't know that it was ripe it either. probably was it looked it looked or it was very orange it wasn't green so yeah, i pulled it out and i couldn't it took so long to get that taste out of my mouth it was like battery yeah. acid oh yeah. man don't ever do that that's funny um all right i'm gonna let you do the next one because and i'll do the last one because okay. the next one's all you because do. i've done both these okay yeah. instead of attending the daytona 500 opt for the grand prix in st petersburg okay so i have done i've never done the daytona 500 but i've been to the night race at daytona it was called like the pepsi 400 i want to say okay I think they've changed the name since then, but it's probably now I, the Coke Zero or something like that. The, the yeah, the competitor had to buy it. We're not even gonna let you have the Daytona 500. <laughs> so I've been to both these. I've been to the Daytona 500, which is like the typical big oval. You've seen it, huge mm -hmm. track. You know, it's NASCAR, and then the Grand the, the Grand Prix in St. Pete, which is the, the, streets, the open right? wheel. Yeah, it's the open wheel like Indy car style mm -hmm. cars, and they close off a whole bunch of streets in St. Pete, and they run these cars around the track. I've done both. I don't know that I had more fun at one over the other. They were both really fun. I had a really good time at both of them. I'm not a racing fan one way or the other. Yeah. I have fun when I when I went. I had a good time at both. I remember you saying it was really loud, right? Super. Both of them were the... I, Daytona was loud, but at least at Daytona, you could take your headphones off and, and sort of have a conversation with your neighbor. The Grand Prix St. Pete was the loudest thing I'd ever experienced. Just, I mean, it was like having a jet engine in your head for wow, really? hours and hours. They're just screaming by. And constantly. you had headphones? Yeah, I was wearing like these, like these big, like earmuff style protectors. Mm -hmm. Everybody did. Everybody you walked around and saw was wearing. If they didn't have like the plugs in their ears, they were wearing the big headphones. Wow. And they just. You had to, otherwise it would be so, just way So, but you couldn't really loud. talk to anyone, right? No, I mean, you had to kind of like... Sign language? Hey, yeah, yell, or... I think some people even had like little walkie-talkie kind of things where they were talking uh, to each other. Like cool. If you're on an airplane or a helicopter, yeah, yeah. you talk like that. So, those are the people who I guess are super fans. Yeah. And, and you can actually rent them where you could listen to the drivers. So, you could oh, okay. tune into a channel and you can hear the driver talking to their pit That's crew cool. and stuff. So, I did that. Um, the one thing that I remember... Daytona 500, or sorry, not the 500, but the race at Daytona, was the parking situation was miserable. I remember you saying that too. Yeah, especially leaving. I want to say it took longer to leave the parking lot than the race lasted. So, wow. yeah, we were sitting in our car for just hours, just crawling out of this parking lot because it's something like it's it's over 100,000 people that that yeah. track fills. And so that's a, that's a whole city all trying to leave at the same time. Yeah. The Grand Prix in St. Pete, way different experience. It's kind of winds through the streets and there's a lot of turns and there's grandstands. But you can have you do have a lot more freedom here. You can walk around the whole track. You can I wanna see what I it looks like. Couldn't just anyone get run over at these places? Well, there's a big no, there's like layers of, of barricades. Like they've oh, got okay. these concrete barriers up and there's a big fence up. So it's not like you're standing right in the street, like okay. yeah, no, you're a good you're a good distance. I mean you're not What happens if far, like far, it, far it crashes though? I mean uh, well, I hope I would hope that the rail would keep it all in. There was crashes actually. We saw a crash within. That's scary. It wasn't far from us, as a matter of fact. Yeah, they just crashed. The wall keeps all that stuff in. But okay. the difference was you could walk around at the Grand Prix St. Pete, and the in and out was a lot easier. It was so much easier to get to get to it and then leave in a, a good amount of time without getting hung up in a world of traffic. Yeah. Um, 
I want to say just for a fun factor, though, I think I still prefer Daytona. I think that was just kind of a more fun experience. Hmm. You could see better there because you're kind of up in the grandstands. You can see the whole track and you can kind of see what's going on. Yeah. Where in St. Pete, it's all twists and turns and you can't see any, yeah. you can't see the whole track. So you can just see guys coming by you at one point and you're kind of having to look up at these monitors and screens they had around that showed like who was leading and what was going on around the whole track hmm. now i'm not a race fan so to me it was just watching cars drive by all day long but it was fun i would go to both again i don't know if, which one i'd put on top i think I, I liked them both well it says here too which i think this is what i would want to do it says the grand prix while more expensive to attend is in downtown st pete and set against the water with beautiful views if you can snag a spot in one of the hotels or condos that overlook the race course, yes. there's no reason to splurge on tickets. So that sounds fun to me, like hanging yes. out in a condo, drinking, relaxing, like going out on the on the balcony and watching the race some, then going back inside. And you definitely saw that. All those those like high-rise condos and stuff and hotels in downtown St. Pete, you looked up and there was a people on every balcony looking down on the race. So that's pretty neat. That would be cool. It's like I, the, I it's, it's like how Wrigley Field used to have the buildings mm -hmm. across the street and you used could see to, the game. They don't do that anymore? Well, they blocked it out. They put scoreboards up. So, oh, that's nice. Not scoreboards, but like jumbotron screens a couple years ago. So now it blocked the view of the people across the road. It was mm. a big deal. People were mad, but it's like, well, it's not your ballpark to, yeah. to do with. I mean, I get the tradition of, of being yeah. able to hang out there. I see both sides of it. All right, well, um, so this is our final one. Um, it says, instead of fighting for a view of the sunset at Mallory Square in Key West, go literally to any other beach on the West Coast. So, I mean, yeah, I agree. The The view of the sunset's not going to be any better in any other West Coast, Gulf Coast No, the, beach. the sunset is amazing all yeah. along Florida. If you're, in, if you're already in Key West, I don't know if I'd go to Key West specifically for the sunset, but if you're already in Key West, there's no reason to leave and go up to... No, I agree. But I'm just saying, though, that... I mean, I think what this is saying is, like, don't go out of your way to go to Mallory Square. Sure. When any beach, including any beach on Key, Key West, will have an amazing view of the sunset and you won't have to fight the crowds. And, and one cool thing here is they have, like, I know that... One of the reasons people go to Mallory Square is they have a big festival every night where street performers and bands and it's kind of like Clearwater. Clearwater does something like this. Yeah. I know Key West every did it night first. they have a sunset festival yeah. and and it's the same thing. It's like they have all these vendors out there selling the wares. They have jugglers and fire fire eaters and, and it's yeah. like I'm sure that's the knockoff one. Clearwater is the knockoff one, but it's great. It's it fun. Great. They have the, there's always a guy out there with dogs. He's got these little trained dogs doing tricks and running around. So it's really fun. It's always it's a cool thing and they do it I want to say they do it every single night. Like every single night as long as it's not raining. Yeah. They have a yeah, it's called the Clearwater Sunset Festival. There's also a really good place if I mean we've talked about um Captiva earlier, Captiva mm -hmm. and Sanibel. Captiva Island is a really good place just yeah. to watch sunset. And that's a, like a place you might go anyway. Like there's hotels and tourists I stuff mean, there I, and beaches there. So that's a great place But too. if you're going for the sunset, anywhere, anywhere, anywhere is, is good. Yep. I mean, it really is. Any any beach on the West Coast is amazing. It's an amazing sunset. I I, I've the, never, never thought, oh, this isn't as good a sunset as the other beach that I was just on. Yeah, you know, right? I mean, it's, they're all the same. They're all awesome. I mean, how much the sun is billions of miles, how millions of miles away, how much different can the sun be up from a 30 yeah. mile drive up the beach, yeah. right? So yep. it, it's like, you know, different beaches along the 
the west coast of California, you know? I'm it's sure gonna the sunset's going to be, the gonna be beautiful be the on all of them. Maybe different vantage points. If you can get up higher, it's, it's going to be a prettier view. But, I mean, we don't have high here. We don't well, have you anything know high a, here. <laughs> you know what's a cool... Well, there's some bars and restaurants. There's actually a really neat place down in Paso Grill Beach, which is not far from St. Pete. Yeah, you love that bar. What, uh, well, it's a really... It's a well, bar and grill. It's called the Hurricane, and yeah. there's a rooftop bar, and it's a really cool place to go up and watch the sunset up there. It is. And Paso Grill Beach is also probably you and I... It's probably one of you our, love that beach yeah it's a great place it's not very well no i mean it's well known but it, it doesn't get a whole lot of publicity well a whole lot of love i think people kind of people like to kind of keep it themselves and i like past the grill beach a lot because you can park your car fairly close to the beach and extremely just, close yeah and just get out and walk to the beach you're right there yeah, you, don't, you don't have to schlep your stuff through your town. car is like basically i would say maybe 20 20 or 30 feet from from the beach? Yeah, I mean, you got to, you, you go over a oh, sand dune through some yeah. some like walkways, but you're right there. Sometimes parking can be tough. Yeah, but we almost always there. find parking because yep. there's always people leaving. Yep. And yeah, I, I agree. I think it's it's great if you're looking for easy access to the beach. For and there's sure. bars and restaurants right there. It's a cool little place. Kind of got a little artsy vibe past the grill. Yeah, it, it does. It does. It's a good, it's a good beach that a lot of people don't talk about very often. It's not going to have, it's got some... Again, people want that really white sand. It doesn't, it's kind of, it's a little shellier. It's a little shelly, a little seaweedy sometimes. But not as bad as like Venice or um, no. Sanibel. So those, are, those are like, like you're walking on yeah. like hot coals. Yeah, man. you got to have the aqua <laughs> shoes on to walk across the beach. Yeah. Yep. Gotcha. So, so that's, any, the end of, that's the end of this list, I yeah, think. We'll, we'll put it up that's because a cool list. there's a few places on this list that we didn't touch because they're like, Instead of parting it in one place in Miami, go to someone's place. Well, I'm not going to do either one of those, so I'll let, I can't speak <laughs> intelligently to it. Well, yeah, we do, we just don't know much about it. But if you guys want to want to read about it, we'll definitely link to it. Um, we really appreciate you guys listening. Um, if you enjoyed this, please give us a five star review on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you download your podcasts. And please share us with your friends and family to help us grow. It really it really does make a difference. Follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Florida Podcast. And tweet at us with your favorite tourist trap alternative. Search Sunshine State of Mind on Facebook or YouTube. And be sure to check out our website at sunshinestatepodcast.com. We will see you guys next time. All right. Bye-bye.